Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. Welcome to Sox Talks. I'm Grant Keller. But I'm Dimitri Keo. And we're joined by the illustrious host of What the Hell Happened to Them, Pat Scahill. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. We we do surnames around here. <laughs> <laughs> we're Well, it's because of Pat. We're going to have another Pat on, and it's oh, just no. going to ruin everything. I'm calling him Patrick. Yeah, he can be Pat. I'll be Patrick. No, no, you're, you get the Pat. No, you're casual. <laughs> if I know anything about you, Pat, it's you're so casual. Yes, I'm very laid back. And I've only boring. seen you in a Hawaiian shirt and like a big <laughs> sun hat, always my, sipping on a pina colada. Uh, my Kevin James suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, but you have to admit, Kevin James has one of the best premises for any movie under his belt, Dimitri. Is, is, is this where I'm going to explain that Here Comes the Boom is actually, like, really interesting? Oh, I thought we were going to talk about that murder one on Netflix. Oh, oh, the see, he has multiple good premises under his belt. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad our, our fucking house alarm just got, because our roommate has to pick up some gift. Oh, the true memoirs of an international international assassin is where he is an author, and he ma- he writes, like, an assassin story, and he titles it True Memoirs, so people think that he's an assassin, and the assassins come after him. It's a great premise. Yeah. Is the movie good? I can't oh, remember. No. The movie wasn't very good, but, like, that premise is dynamite. So, so he wins some and he loses some. He loses with that, but he wins by... He wrote the last great American novel last <laughs> year. Home Team. Home Team. Home Team was... No, Home Team must have been this year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was like it was January. Oh, yeah. M- my mistake. My, my bad. <laughs> Home Team is a great American novel. Sorry, though. sorry, sorry. That was our asshole roommate, <laughs> Lucas Bronner. You'll hear him in another rep. There was that movie Kevin James was in where he was, like, an evil Nazi... Neo-Nazi guy? Did you guys see that? What? Please tell us more. I forget what it was called, but like it was, he was not top build in it. Like it starred this girl. Yeah, he was like green room. Oh my! Oh my God! That sounds good. Uh, Good for him. He's a good actor. Have Uh, you seen his YouTube videos? No, certainly not. He has such a funny bit where he tries to open a Jimmy John's, but he didn't pay like the license, the the franchising fee. It's incredible, and me and Dimitri quote it all the time. Um, I'm not encouraging him. The crew, his show on Netflix, terrible. Yeah, of course. But 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 we watched most of that. Don't say um, of course. Hey, Pat, are you talking about Becky? Yeah, I just looked it up myself. Becky 2020 thriller film. In- interesting. Is he like the the villain? Joel McHale. Yeah, stars Lulu Wilson, Kevin James, Joe McHale. What is this cast? Who's Lulu Wilson? I was never heard of Lulu. Oh, Haunting a Hell Ass. Uh, I watched The Glorious. For a second, I thought that was Patrick's show on her number one IMDb. <laughs> it's Modern Love. What Your your show is Real, Real Love. Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Pat, you worked with her. You could get Kevin yeah. James on What the Hell Happened to Them. That'd be yeah, good. Sure, he would love all the... Have you I seen Real Love yet, Grant? No, because they is it still on Amazon Prime? Last it time is. I checked, I, I get royalties from it. So. Oh my god! I'd buy it. I'd it be, if on. it wasn't, I'd buy it. So it's okay. <laughs> we you say you it selling on this platform called VHX. I think somebody bought that though. I'm not sure what happened to that website. I've never even heard. I don't of get that those website. payments anymore. Yeah, this was that. This was the beginning of internet distribution. <laughs> like, yeah, seven years, eight years ago or something. It was a while ago. A lot of socks talk so far. Socks would be a Kevin James fan though. No, he. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thank whoa, you. whoa, Thank you. whoa! I did not like. I did not like that tone of boys' bat. Yeah. That was quick to jump on me. I have little faith in Socks's taste in things. Is it because he likes Buzz? I mean, yeah. He was programmed to help Buzz. Like he has to like him. He liked Buzz so much he didn't even like other Buzz. 
He liked the original Buzz way more. Well, because other Buzz was evil. He was like, no, he wasn't even evil. He was just like, guys, we fucked up. Like, we can fix this. And the other... regular Buzz was like, no, I'm I'm okay with the way things shook out. Other Buzz also killed his socks, so he's not exactly yeah. the best owner. He didn't seem like that loyal to old socks. Yeah, other no. socks didn't know that was coming abruptly, <laughs> quickly. And you know, regular Buzz didn't even seem to care that much. Regular oh, Buzz not caring was like kind of a shock. You'd think he'd say something to other Buzz. Yeah, he would have been like, what? Ah, no! Or it was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna do this set piece now. I hope any listener has not watched Layer and is just completely lost in this yeah, conversation. To start with episode six. That was the goal. God, what a mess! Uh, I love socks. Lightyear, a different story. <laughs> yeah. Lightyear the man or Lightyear the movie? Both. No, no, the movie. Lightyear the man sucks. He's the worst. Lightyear the man. We we discussed this on another episode. Dumb. Hey, Hey, Pat, don't get Buzz started on autopilot. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. He hates it. What? <laughs> is, this, did I, is, this from the, is this from the movie? I yeah. Don't it was part of, like, it's like, it's like the B. If the A plot is Buzz learning to work with a team, the yeah. B plot is him learning to like autopilot. No, well, the B. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, the B plot was, like, him accepting his flaw of this mistake that he made. Yeah. Everybody but the autopilots is also the key. The even, like, ever help. It never helps. Like, hey, cares. hey, everybody hey. at home, thank your Ivans. <laughs> hey, Pat. Yeah. When he wanted to self-destruct the Zerg ship at the end of the movie, he yeah. didn't know how to work the controls because they were not in English. The self-destruct controls. Yeah. Uh, so he talked to Ivan, and Ivan did it for him. So he so liked Ivan's Island Pilot. So text was not in English, but his... No, his text was. was. I thought he couldn't read it. No, he couldn't read, like, the keyboard. Oh, okay. yeah, all right. He, so he had to ask Siri. Yeah. <laughs> or Ivan. Dimitri, okay. what does Ivan mean? Is there, is it? It's an acronym, isn't it? It is. <laughs> oh, you're shitting me. Um, I've seen it twice, the movie twice. It's... Ivan stands for integrated? Uh, Maybe. So you don't even know. Never mind. <laughs> I know I'm... the the VA is voice activated. Interactive voice navigate voice activated navigation. Navigator. I, I would oh, no, buy you. that. We're not gonna check. You don't have an intern doing research? Lucas! <laughs> <laughs> He's not coming. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a shot. So, Pat, yeah. to start us off here, um, what are your socks thoughts? Well, Grant had told me when we had watched it that he was not like a real, the voice of socks was not like a real actor. He was just somebody they grabbed at the office. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> He he is he is a guy who just works at Pixar. He's Pete Zone. He's he has a movie coming out next year called Elemental, and he also directed The Good Dinosaur and has been working at Pixar for a while. He directed the short Partly Cloudy, and he has voice acted in other Pixar movies, okay. like he voiced a meal in Ratatouille. But yeah, he is just an office guy. Yeah, I always found it weird when animated movies want to get big stars. What, what save your money? Like, what, we don't even know. I truly don't know what eight-year-old cares about James Brolin showing yeah, up in the third act. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, the start of Westworld? Wow. <laughs> and he so barely sounds like James Brolin. And who is it, Chris Evans or the other Yeah, one? it's Chris or, Evans. Okay. Yeah, Brolin could have been literally anybody, but Sone yeah. is so good. Though. Pat had a great pitch for who should have been Brolin. It should have oh. been Tim Allen. I don't know yeah. why they didn't do that. Because he's old mud. Oh my god. Yeah. But, oh, oh my god. That would have been, but also... How nuts would that be? <laughs> Just in nuts. terms of the universe breaking. <laughs> so in the Toy Story universe, Tim Allen voices Zerg. 
And then he was the voice for the Buzz Lightyear action figure. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the movie already doesn't fit too well into the in-universe of Toy Story, so it's too late. You're already there. Listen, speaking on the old Buzz plot twist, I did come across an article yesterday from Screen Rant uh, by Nathaniel Ekermail called Lightyear's Cut Zerg Twist Would Have Saved the Movie, parenthesis, and fixed a plot hole, close parenthesis. And essentially, the whole crux of the article was that it, I think you had mentioned this too, Grant, when we watched it, that originally Zerg was going to be Buzz's dad, which would not have made any sense. No. Because uh, they make the article makes it sound like they just swapped it out at the last minute, but you'd have to set up a lot of dad stuff early on for that. <laughs> yeah. Thing. But anyway, the author's like, that would have been stupid, though. Be oh, no, that would have been good because it's upsetting to fans of Buzz that old Buzz could become evil, which means that that was always in good guy Buzz, and so we can't root for him. And I say, what? What? Why are you the most boring man I've ever... How dare our superhero guy be able to be flawed or, or derailed in any way? I think he's more heroic that he chose not to do that when the opportunity was there. Yeah. I, 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 what happened? I agree. Hey, 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 Nathaniel. Fuck you. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> thought. Hey, Nathan. You, you suck. Go eat one of your hot dogs, guy. No wonder you're writing for Screen Rant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Nathaniel. Come on the pod. That was my research I did for the podcast. Speaking of hacks, Dimitri, your last favorite socks moment was him overriding the override with his boop, 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 boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 my last, we do do, first, we do do. Ha! Um, ha! Our eight-year-olds eight will like this episode <laughs> more than Lightyear. <laughs> they will. Are we already moving to favorite socks thoughts? Socks moments? Yeah. But I want to get more Pat's socks thoughts because we talked, we, we talked my, about my, some. Well, my but... other problem with socks is that... Problem? Problem? Okay, well, <laughs> I would like some consistency because when he was doing boot, booting stuff, Whatever. Beep, beep boop, beep, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, so sometimes he would go beep boop, and sometimes he would go meow meow. <laughs> if there was like some protocols would make him do one and others, then that'd be fine at least, but it just kind of like randomly they did one or the other. Well, I think beep boop happened when he was using his USB tail, and I think meow meow happened when he was gathering data in his head. Well, listen, when you watch it for the 28th time, Pat, Pat, so tell me if Pat. that holds up. You know how I told you I watched it once before I watched it with you? It'll that on that very same day? Yes. Yeah. Uh, then another friend came over and I watched <laughs> it with him. Why does everybody want to watch this movie? Well, number one, uh, they want to be guests on Sock Sock, uh, who I wouldn't? Okay. Um, you you got on your hands and knees and begged. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got me. I didn't have to, like, claw at you. <laughs> but uh, I then watched it with him and proceeded to lose my mind. Why is that? Oh, because you Because I watched it three times, and I, I could quote it verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> One, to Pat's mention of his beep boop beep boop versus meow meow meow. <laughs> really good point. But also I think Grant um I don't know, I guess he wasn't I don't know what he was sound he was making when he was doing this, but it's in the moment where they're in the hover mode on the spacecraft. Socks would be a generous lover. <laughs> what? what? Because 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 Socks looks like he's going down on the engine of the machine. What are you doing? Because, and, and, because then socks is like 20% complete. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you doing. I did it in person. He'd be very emotionally present. He would. 
is this movie live action? Like, like, yeah. is the, I like, asked like, that very same question. Yeah, like, is this movie live action in like the universe or like what? And I, <laughs> I never thought of that, but that's such a good point. It just feels like the special effects are so good for 1995 or whatever, right? Oh, uh, 1986. But oh, so the movie isn't even new when it becomes Andy's favorite movie. Well, Pat, if you remember in that obnoxiously long text <laughs> I sent you, I, I don't. I promise. <sighs> that's tragic. Angus, our good friend, the director. director of the movie. Yeah. Uh, he said the movie was released in 1986, but Andy fell in love with it because it had a spin-off cartoon show that is a TV show, Buzz Lightyear Star Command, that stars Patrick Warburton in Our World. Well, so why am I watching this fucking movie? Then? So like, Andy doesn't he, even like the movie. He likes the show. But Good, thank you, Pat. Thank <laughs> you. Why am I here? <laughs> Guys, guys, <laughs> guys. <laughs> you're, you're losing, you're uh-uh, losing both I'm of I'm sorry, Graham. What were you going to say? I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, a, that's a question for Angus when we eventually I, have him on. Well, the implication there, if that's if it's spinning off a cartoon, and it's specifically a cartoon, then the movie is live action. They, I think the movie is live action. But then where is Izzy and where is the elder Hawthorne? In the toys? In the cartoon. Oh, as I was saying, they're just not in it. And neither is Suggs. That the cartoon is that cartoon over. that exists that, in our world. That sucks. It's just- it seems like for an 80s that sucks. movie, the those kids were free. The science is very advanced. There's a lot more minorities than I would expect. It just seems odd for a 1986 movie. It's 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 revolutionary and iconic. <laughs> yes, Queen. It's groundbreaking. There's a lesbian romance in here. It's groundbreaking I, 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 for a kids movie. Yeah. What studio would ever do that in 1986? Get off your high horse, Angus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and I Angus, stay right there. We yeah. love you up there. <laughs> we love you. And I have, I have one more thing because, especially, you know, I know we gotta get to the topic, but we got Pat Scale on here, so we, so I, I gotta ask, Pat, did you ever wonder what's their home planet? I mean, I guess I just assumed it was Earth. You can't assume that, Pat. We <laughs> don't know. We don't know. Well, all, there's no aliens in their crew, so I kind of assume Earth. Okay, so if we're gonna assume Earth, hey, Pat. Where did Zerg, you know, Zerg, but where, Zerg. Where, where did Zerg get his ship? Uh, the older Buzz just found the ship floating in space, question mark? Do you think yeah, Buzz did a genocide? That there was nothing in there. <laughs> it, was a, it was a rogue spaceship just floating. <laughs> a whole army of robots just waiting for a like loose hundred year old man. over all the dead bodies he had to jettison in his space. <laughs> I feel like Buzz, it wouldn't affect Buzz. Not old Buzz. No, he's got a mission. <laughs> Even young Buzz was ready to he's let like, that yeah, rookie get out die. Of corpses. I got fucking shit to do. Well, <laughs> but he really loves the cat. He saves the robot. Well, I feel like he thinks Socks is more of a tool. Like he solves crystal oh, yeah, fusion. Oh yeah, Socks was useful. Yeah, because he also had the data. Like Socks could do whatever. Don't matter. Uh uh uh. You forget, Pat. He shattered the laptop. <laughs> yeah, but that was after they made the escape, right? Well, they made one container of the crystallic fusion, and then he shattered the laptop, and then it's gone forever. Yeah, but that was after he had to break out of his room with the cat to take the spaceship to escape. So already the cat needs to be rescued. He doesn't know he's going to break the laptop. But also the cat apparently doesn't want to make a new formula anyway. Well, it did take him 62 years. It's, then, he, then he's already done it. He can just do it again. The laptop felt meaningless to me. He just make it again. You're a robot. The calculations are in your head. You're, I, I don't know what his memory systems are like. As we all know from Steve Jobs. It's like eight bits. It's not very high. <laughs> Well, then, there's our issue. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Buzz doesn't seem like that generous of a lover. <laughs> okay. No. 
And I, I mean, th- that's a good point. If this is live action, Sock should be like a, a, t- a little person in a cat costume, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> that's <laughs> horrific. That's such a large cat. <laughs> I, that's like a tiger. I was just saying, like, if it's, it's almost got to be animated when you think about it. And what good graphics it has. Could he be, could he be a stop motion cat? Do you think in 86 it was directed by Don Bluth and 2D? <laughs> I just, why weren't these questions asked of Pixar? Or why did they not care about the questions? It was a lot of people that can say no when a movie's being developed why do they all say yes especially at like a massive company like Pixar where they have like a brain trust specifically for this (laughs) too much work and all you gave us was like two lines at the beginning that we don't even see Andy what are you doing? Movie? Hey, but on the Wednesday before it came out, there was like, what, what did they call it? Like the Andy screening? You know what I'm talking about, right? Vaguely, vaguely. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember seeing. I think I sent. I think I sent some some bullshit to you about if you were going to it. There, I thought it was called the Andy Experience. And when you went to the screening on the Wednesday before it went live, you'd get a drawing of Buzz meeting Andy? It's like human Buzz from this movie and Andy with the toy Buzz and Woody. Okay. You can look it up. It's real. I didn't I make this up. The, 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 Andy exper- this the Andy experience? Real. What is that? Just living as a child of divorce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we never, I don't know where his dad is. His dad could be dead. parents divorced? Is that... uh, well, we never see the dad and he's never really mentioned. Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Well, no wonder he needs toys. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pat, if we want to get into Toy Story fan theories, uh, Woody was gifted to him by his dad. What? Oh, That's a fan theory. Wow. Well, because the movie's clearly set in, like, 1995 when it was released. So why would Andy have a toy from the 1950s for a show he definitely did not watch? <laughs> but that show looks so good, though. Yeah, that Dr. show Quinn, does look good. Dr. Quinn had been off the air for, like, two years. Like, westerns were gone. Do you think Andy watched a gun smoke? Yeah, every child's favorite. I did as a per, as a connoisseur of old TV shows in my childhood. I didn't even watch Gunsmoke. Bonanza. I watched a little Bonanza. That's a, uh, Mash. Oh yeah, Mash was great. I, Not I a Western though. Pat, I feel like Pat and I did watch a lot of the same shows because my dad like ruled the TV, and, <laughs> and and so naturally I hardly watched any kids shows. I grew up on like old sitcoms, like The Holy Trinity or like Quartet with like Mash, Golden Girls, <laughs> Seinfeld, and Frasier. I guess Seinfeld and Frasier were old for you, but well, yeah, I, I, I guess they're semi-contemporary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna what say. Ma- Mash and the Golden Girls, very different category. From Seinfeld. <laughs> they are. They're a little bit older. <laughs> Wait, does Golden Girls not start with like Blanche coming out and talking about airplane food? <laughs> yep. Every every episode, she's on a stage for a little bit. God, Blanche is so horny, but we can't get into it because <laughs> because we're talking the topic of this episode. We never talked about our favorite socks moments. Okay, favorite socks moment. Let's start with Pat. Alright, I this was hard, I won't lie. Uh, yeah, there's was, just so many uh, good ones. Yeah, yeah, but I like the moment where Buzz is like, Hey, just go play with your little mouse thing. He's like, <laughs> really? I think you can do a little better than that. I just like the this thing that he was assigned with is not at all an interest to him. He's too uppity for the toy mouse. <laughs> One might say Socks is like Frasier, but we'll get into that. <laughs> Dimitri? My favorite, this one, I always notice it for the two times I've watched the movie. <laughs> and <laughs> and just to be clear, I'm unviewing 
ten. I'm I'm doing one. I'm doing one viewing for each record. I take it as I come. But <laughs> but but my, but my favorite moment this week was when Socks is first unboxed, and then he's like, "Hi, I'm Socks. I'm your personal whatever, whatever." Personal companion robot. And, and, and like and and, and, and and he he nuzzles around like Buzz's leg, and like the animation of his like arms are so stiff. It's just the cutest thing. And it's, oh, it's the it, best. It's it's adorable, and he's like. Ha, I'm socks, yada, yada, yada. And it's just like, just him going, like doing a figure eight between Buzz's legs is just so cute. And so that, that, that was the moment that really stuck out to me this week. My moment this week is when they're in the capture cones, I remember everyone's favorite. Excuse me? <laughs> capture cones? Yeah, you remember oh, the those capture red cones? things? That's yeah. what they're called? Okay. The capture cones? Uh, I Pat. paid attention, Grant, uh, Dimitri. If, what what the fuck are these cones? <laughs> when is this? Oh, uh, remember when they're going to get the specialized capacitor out of that mining facility? I do, I do remember that. <laughs> and Mo, like the fucking dumbass he is. Oh, I oh oh, accidentally <laughs> nudges something. The red cones, yes. Yeah. This moment's so good. <laughs> it's a tremendous moment. Uh, Buzz is like, socks. Can you turn them off? And socks claws at the cone. Nothing happens, and he's like. Uh, sorry, can't reach the controls. <laughs> that is arguably the best socks it's moment. Oh, so good. That might come up in future episodes. It's just, it's it's a perfect socks moment. <laughs> a perfect socks moment. Pat, you're the first person on this show to make that comment. <laughs> Thank you. Socks. I like to break, like to break new grounds in my video. <laughs> socks is one of the great dry wits, but <laughs> but now that we have our highlights out of the way, now we can transition to the topic. Wait, wait, wait. Do you guys hear that? You no. hear that? Are those the blues? <laughs> I think the blues are calling. <laughs> so our topic for this week is why Socks and Frasier are remarkably similar. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, a longtime Frasier fan, it might be my favorite show. I was actually, Joe had informed, early on when we were getting started in my other podcast, I was like, oh, we should do a Frasier podcast. And he goes, they have one. It's called Talk Salad and Scrambled Eggs. And I went, oh, that's so genius. Is it so any good? I, I have no, I didn't listen to it. It's just a great title. <laughs> I don't listen to them. They took my idea. <laughs> so I had it. But Pat, you're the one of the world's largest Kevin Smith fans I know. Kevin Smith? Yeah, he's the host of that. Oh, he is. Yeah, okay. you're that's probably why I didn't listen to it. Then. You're shitting me. Yeah, yeah, Pat, I was so I was so shocked you were able to record <laughs> tonight because you had tickets to Clerks Three. They made a Clerks Three. It's out right now. And theaters now. Saw, yeah. saw it last night, Pat. Great, <laughs> Pat. It was sold out last night. It was night, sold out. Screening. What? Yeah, yeah. You can On get a your tickets day. Yeah. <laughs> Right. It's playing tomorrow, Pat. You can catch it. Pat, all, all, the, all the clerks have Tuesday off, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so back to the, t- back to the topic. But, but back to Frasier. So you're a, so you're like a lifelong Frasier fan. Lifelong, well, you know. The I, same way we're I lifelong probably started Sox watching fans. it in the year 2000 when I was all right. in sixth grade, maybe fifth grade. So I've always been a big fan. There was not a lot of characters on TV I could relate to as a young stuffy shirt. I came from a very... Uh, this like a white trash kind of family <laughs> so i could like oh yeah o- old sport guy dad like mm-hmm. going to the shitty steakhouse for all you can eat steak like i'm sure that's delicious so it was very relatable for me and it was a fun i actually got a lot of the references they had because i read too much so it was a good time and so grant brought up that you know mm-hmm. fraser 2 also is like a security emotion 
guide for people. And it sort of makes sense, right? So what mm. Frazier does in the show Frasier is he's given up his psychology practice and gone on to do the radio. So he gets to do what his brother Niles calls mix sessions, and they're like three-minute little <laughs> AM radio station help guides, and they can only be so helpful. And I go, yeah, you know what? Socks is sort of only this amount of helpful. <laughs> he can just do – he's only pro- – like because when you think about it, if he's a robot in 1986, he's only programmed to do have so many responses. The AI can't be very sophisticated. So he's just kind of reading some surface-level things, giving some very generic advice, and then he's off to the next one. Now, Pat, I just got to jump in here yeah. because when, I want to get all of our Frasier, like, baselines first. But also, you assume the movie takes place in 1986. It was made in 1986. Yeah, I know. But it Tom, takes place in the, the Flarfung future. The writers are only have the perceptions of what 1986 technology oh, could yeah. be. I wish there were more elements of that in there outside of this cartridge of Ivan. But everything else felt very now, including like these... I don't know, hologram projection stuff, technology and stuff. Well, Not well, buying it. Did you ever ask yourself how they got the holograms? You know, didn't even bother. <laughs> I heard Tom Hanks <laughs> sold it to him. Yeah, yeah really? Do you, yeah, do you, yeah. Do you know what he's building to, Pat? I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> about. <laughs> well, 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 Tom Hanks sold a hologram to a king, so... Well, of course he can sell a hologram <laughs> to Star Command. Are you not familiar with the Tom Hanks movie Hologram for a King? <laughs> That's the name of the movie, Hologram yeah. for a King? An, no, I never An all-time all name, person. <laughs> Truly a movie that, like, should be talked about. Tom Hanks... this movie come out? Uh, I believe it's, I like, 2015, 2016. It's based off an Eggers novel. Tom Hanks tries to sell a hologram to, like, the King of Saudi Arabia. Is <laughs> the movie. We haven't seen what? it. But it's one hell of a trailer. How I, did we even discover it? Because I've known about it for a while, and I love the title. And then I finally was like, I guess I'm gonna let Grant in on this. <laughs> on, my on my little chakra of happiness <laughs> over here. Tom Hanks got his start on old sitcoms. Some of you may remember. Oh, I forget. What I forget, was I forget the ones he was on. So the one he starred in was called Bosom Buddies. Yeah. The other guy didn't go and do any. This was in the late '80s. Where for a couple of years they had to pretend to be women to live in an all-female apartment because they couldn't apparently find apartments anywhere else in New York. Is this three companies but with all men? No, because they <laughs> lived together as men pretending to be women, and then across the hall was like one of their crushes, but like they had to pretend to be women the whole time. So it's, I guess it's kind of like it. But then he also would guest star a lot on Family Ties as Meredith Baxter Burney's brother, and he used to like run a big company. So Michael J. Fox was like all into him, but then he. Like, he saw the evils of greed, of corporate greed, and he tried to teach Alex the error of his ways. And then he becomes an alcoholic, and I think he tries to kill himself in one episode. What? Yeah, Family Ties went some weird places. Dimitri, you didn't tell me you were in Family Ties. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. That does sound actually interesting. I, I, I Have you seen Bosom Buddies? I did see Bosom Buddies, yeah. You it, like it? It's okay. Yeah, okay. Fine. See, There's a reason why it only had four seasons. <laughs> see, okay, so Pat... Fan of fan of Frasier. I am a man who in high school a lot of people were like, You remember that like Frasier? Do you know who Frasier is? And I was like, I know who fucking Frasier is, guys. Yeah. Like, Frasier is incredible. And while not I always loved Niles. Niles is fun. I, I, I can't I can't get enough of David Hyde Pierce. I grew up on Frasier. I was born in the year two thousand. So <laughs> so so not so, me. So, so 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 Frasier, like my dad it was, it was, I watched it in reruns. But it was on the Hallmark Channel where it, <laughs> would, it, it was Fra a block of Frasier and a block of Golden Girls. And I watched that every... I'd stay up to my, with my mom every night watching Frasier. And the days I... Like, Golden Girls started at, like, 11. So, like, occasionally would reach it. But it was, it was like, all Frasier all the time. And I couldn't get enough of it. I thought it was so funny. It's still one of my favorite shows. But I was wanted to ask you this, pal. I was talking with Grant. 
Was Daphne a uh, a childhood crush of yours? Because she certainly was of mine. No, I don't think so. I think if I had you were seen... a Roz man. No, I mean yes, but um, <laughs> if I'd seen the earlier episodes sooner, I think I would have. The problem I have with the writers deal with the Daphne mm. characters over time, they like take away all of her quirks and a good chunk of oh. her personality, and it's very unfortunate because that early stuff where she thinks she's psychic and saying so these weird, you know, things that are like non sequiturs like those are that's great peak daphne like that's a a girl i would have a crush on she's just kind of weird and crazy mm-hmm. but yeah then they i don't know she just gets so all those rough edges get sanded down and it's just unfortunate so uh, yeah so i'm starting to watch probably in i guess season eight mm-hmm. or nine and by that point she's already with niles yeah you know the first episode i watched was her and niles getting together oh, oh wow and i was like oh why is this a big deal but you know, mm-hmm. there you go. see um, I, I understand you being a Roz man. Also, Pat, you know, I, I don't know you very well, but I'm a little bit of this man as well. I'm a little bit of a Lilith guy. Are you a Lilith oh, guy? Oh, yes. If I'm <laughs> I knew it. three, easy Lilith. Easy. I, I, I thought so. <laughs> That's I thought I knew it. I, 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 have, I, no, it. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know. Like, there's a, in Cheers, Pat, there's a great do you episode. like to be bullied? <laughs> <laughs> is that your kink? No, no, no. It's still... Everybody's too hard on Lilith. In Cheers, there's a great episode where Fraser's first wife that he married in college briefly, this folk singer, she, like, comes back and keeps trying to hit on Fraser, and Lilith just, like, beats the shit out of her. (laughs) It's awesome. Like, Lilith will go to, and then she's a good mother. I don't know. That's what I liked about Roz, too, though. Roz was, like, tough career woman. Yeah. Wouldn't take shit from anybody. And then also making it work as a single mom. Like, that takes a lot of chutzpah. And I she has a kid? This, yeah, season five, she gets pregnant. This is a, um, great, this is a great transition to Grant's <laughs> introduction, which he, he watched his first episode of Frasier, what, like two weeks ago? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which one? The, the pilot. pilot. I, I've been running through them, just kind of slowly going through the show again, and I was like, well, Grant, you know, it's about damn time I showed you Frasier. I'm a big fan. Well, interesting note about the pilot, it was obviously, it was spinning off of the biggest show in America at mm-hmm. the time, and the pilot came in at like 30 minutes, and they were able to cut it down to 24, and the network was like, you gotta do, or maybe it was 25, and they are like, you gotta do 24. And like, we just can't. So what they did that night was take 30 seconds from every other show to let this have the opening it needed to have. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I'm sure the other show creators really loved yeah. that. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I think that is so sweet. See, I haven't seen... That's kind Kind of like what Disney did, like bullying Hateful Eight out of the Cinerama Dome. Like, yeah, 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 your show matters, but we have the big thing, so you're gonna fucking do it, all right? See, I haven't seen Cheers, but I've I've seen Cheers up to I think right before Kelsey Grammer shows up. So like maybe like I've seen like half ish of Cheers. I need to see the Kelsey Grammer stuff. I haven't yeah. seen Cheers. Yeah, yeah, he shows up pretty early. He's he's pretty good too. He remind, he's sort of more like Niles at the beginning, but yeah, I so I started more so like the issue why I had to watch old sitcoms, Dimitri wasn't so much anyone in control. They were mm-hmm. very hands off. But we just didn't have cable for a lot of my early years. Mm-hmm. And so that when you have five channels, like that's what's on in between all the newses and yeah. the price is right. Is just is taxi and uh, the Dick Van Dyke show and all that stuff. So Cheers 
characters I saw a lot of growing yeah. up. And then one night, as I'm flipping through the channels after we, yeah, we did have cable at this point. All of a sudden, you're flip through, flipping through, and then you see bald-headed Frasier, and you're like, I know this guy. <laughs> and that's how I discovered Frasier, and kind of how I discovered primetime TV. And that's, I've been watching it ever since. See, this is this is all another conversation for a later time, not having cable. Grant knows there's a few summers <laughs> I didn't have cable. And are you familiar with the movie First Wives Club? No. Am I? No. I don't think so. As Goldie Hawn, Bette Midler, and Oh, I do know Diane this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that movie probably over 100, 200 <laughs> times because I didn't have cable and my parents were at work one summer. Yeah. So I watched that. That movie babysat me for five times a day <laughs> for an God. entire summer. And a, a VHS copy, mind you. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I did, too, when my parents had to work. They were just yeah. like, here's Fantasia. Here's how you rewind it. We'll be back in eight hours. Exactly, so yep. Like <laughs> this sounds like a lot like what I did Saturday with Lightyear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah baby. but Fantasia, easily rewatchable. Eight, Pick, I Pixar babysat that. Grant on Saturday. He watched five, yeah. four Pixar movies. <laughs> and through my well, entire Well, you abandoned childhood. him, Dimitri. He was all alone. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't watch Lightyear three times in a day, Pat. I'm really sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're so sorry. You fucking rubbing salt in the wound. <laughs> I was at the beach. Whoa, what a great excuse. <laughs> what are you doing at the, the beach? It was like cloudy and shitty that day. You're at it, the beach. It's humid as hell. It, it was a little humid, but but it was it, over in San Diego. It was just there was a breeze coming in. It was nice. I like a nice cloudy day. All right. Over in Torrey Pines, we're not getting into it. <laughs> but what we are getting into is socks being a good listener. Socks great listener yeah did he only ever listen to buzz did he not care about the others or mo morrison could suck my cock <laughs> but <laughs> pat, pat that's an incredible he was point. only assigned to buzz he only okay. had to listen to buzz he imagine to. izzy talking to him i don't want to hear that she would just go on and on he wouldn't be able to get a word in god darby and him going to stare down i think i think if i was sucked i'd laser her face off to be fair mo almost breaks him in that one random moment yeah pixar usually gets lauded for its kind of well-rounded characters but basically it's buzz hyper young person explosive grandma and then like clumsy guy klutzy guy i think like, it's clumsy that's that's the best you could come up with i hey, hey it, it takes him like hey. seven years to make these movies that's darby's on parole pat you could have spent a little more time there just kind of <laughs> rushing us through and you didn't even do that much with buzz anyway so like who cares i think we could have gotten a lot more of commander burnside <laughs> Really rich Seems character. Like Loves laser shields. We're like, oh, this looks like a big problem in the first 25 minutes of this movie I, that Buzz is going to have to solve. And then it turns out, nope, a completely different problem comes up, and we're not even going to worry about that. Buzzerg. Genuinely, strip everything down except Socks. Just make a different sci-fi movie. <laughs> Which is yeah, like, socks spin-off, I'm sure, is coming. You know, Socks spin-off isn't coming. Socks we have about problems. town, something like that. <gasps> That'd be good. I, w I want Sox a Socks. takes Manhattan. <laughs> options. Can we just make Socks a Muppet? At least, <laughs> at least a Socks short series, if not long. If we got a Groot, a baby Groot short series. Yeah, Socks meets Minions. Uh, there's something there. Socks acts. Whoa, whoa, that's, that's a lot of company IP. That's like a oh, big lawsuit. Oh, that's not a Disney thing? Nah, Minions, Minions is universal. Illumination! <laughs> Banana. Uh, I think. Banana, na 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 Banana, na 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 Banana. Yeah. I think. I think. Like, like Forky asks the question. Socks answers a question. That'd be good. Remember that Twitter bot that was socks? No. 
I sent it to you. It made fun of my dating life. Oh, I do. I, I do. That's very, very funny. Um, when light when they were promoting Lightyear, they had like if you liked a tweet, Socks would respond to you. So like I liked it, and then Socks like destroyed me. Like he suplexed me because he's like, I'm sorry, I can't help you with your dating life. Ah, even that's too complicated for me. Well, that's not very helpful at all. <laughs> I mean, he just kind of like ruined my day. Sure would give you way better advice. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah but Socks did it like with a with a smile and a pat on the ass. Frazier's listening, at least. He's always listening. He's, listening. I lo- I, He's always listening. Frazier's yeah, fucking for the Santa? NSA now. That's what the reboot's gonna be about. I f- I forgot the rebooting it. Pa- oh Isn't my god! Is the reboot just him? Yeah. There, there's a lot still up in the air. I'm trying my damn. What is George get- Clooney in it? No, I don't. What about Anna Kendrick? <laughs> All right, we know what you're doing here. Is it directed by <laughs> Ivan Reitman? No, the kid. Jason, now Pat, can, I want to hear. Oh, you're trying to I'm get. I'm just what? trying my damn just to get involved in that show in any way, shape, or form. Oh I'm my like, god! Okay, give me coffee. Do what I'll clean up the set afterwards. I don't care. Just get me, get me hired in that production. What if Socks was the new Eddie? <laughs> Fine, I'd watch it. Socks versus Eddie. Frazier would feel the same way about Socks as he did about Eddie. And How dare you? Socks is on another like... intellectual level. Yeah, Frazier and Socks keep trying to like, out-psychology somebody. That'd be good. I want, I want Socks to kind of bully Niles. <laughs> See, I don't think Frazier works without Niles. You need Can Niles. Socks be Niles? No. Well, so yeah, why they gave Frazier Niles is the same reason why in Will and Grace, Will gets Jack, is because if you have somebody that's not middle America, you want to give them somebody that's more of that thing, so people like the main character by comparison. So Frazier comes off as a lot more masculine than Niles, and Will comes off as a lot less frou-frou than Jack does, and that was their goal to appeal to the wider audience. Clearly, it worked both times. That makes so much sense, but I, I'm such a Niles guy. Niles is so funny. Not, yeah, Niles is a standout. David like, I. Big Pierce. Bang Theory, you know, Sheldon steals the spotlight from the from Leonard. The, from Roseanne. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, even on Big Bang Theory, I'm more of a Howard. Uh, I'm a yeah, Howard yeah. fan. Yeah, so like you know, that's a, that was another attempt where originally it, Leonard, right? Leonard was the name. Leonard's yeah. supposed to be the main character because he's the one with the love interest, and you have Sheldon there to make him seem a little more normal. That, and then Sheldon just stole the show the way Fonzie stole the show from Ron Howard. This is blowing Happiness. my mind. Oh my god, Ron Howard with the lead in Happy. Uh, yes, see, yes, exactly. People. People really don't remember that because after season two, it's like all Fonzie City. Like that character was only in a handful of that, scenes. That'd be a great episodes, show, Fonzie City. Be, yeah, <laughs> and he was meant to be like the thing. I don't know the thing, not the greaser guy. And it would be a comic foil to Ron Howard, and everybody just responded to him way more because Ron Howard's boring. Even as an actor. Hey, 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 watch it. He directed Solo. He directed the second half of Solo, yeah. <laughs> he didn't even direct the... No, he, yeah, he's, he directed the Ron first Ron Howard half. doesn't direct. He just, like, directs traffic. Like, that's I, what he's... He's basically directing TV in his movies. Hey, Pat, I'm gonna sell you... I'm gonna send you my hillbilly elegy. Okay. <laughs> and, you're gonna, you're gonna, and you're gonna rue the day you spoke those words. I had to read that book in high school. And by read, I mean I spark note. <laughs> I had to watch I, yeah, I didn't the even movie. know that was a book. Did that's you? Interesting. I had to watch the movie. You put it on the back. Background. 
We uh, Ron Howard was obviously the son of Andy Griffith in the Andy Griffith Show. This season of my podcast, What the Hell Happened to Them, we're following the career of Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson guest starred in the Andy Griffith Show early in his career. Why haven't you done an episode on that? Well, we didn't. We decided not to do the TVs really early on when Adam Sandler started well, off in well, episodes yeah. of The Cosby Show, and the thing with Cosby oh. had just happened, and we what said thing? we'll stay away. From <laughs> 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 I'm unaware. What happened? <laughs> Pat, please explain the nuance of this. Yeah, I'm not getting <laughs> Everybody knows. Also, in the intro, I forgot to mention, that, so- that-, that socks, I have $400. That's why I'm doing this, to justify that purchase. Maybe that's, that's why. How- that's how much that thing was? Yeah. You, did- you didn't tell Pat how No, much. I wanted it to be a surprise during the I intro so we could have some fun banter. I wanted to justify this purchase, and I'm like, oh, stupid $80 thing. It doesn't do anything for it. <laughs> But 200 of it must be the package. <laughs> I showed him the box. The box is cool. The box is cool, box Pat. Is you got to give it Unnecessarily well designed. That's true. It's got fancy tape that looks like latches. Much like a real cat, it would like the box more than the toy cat. <laughs> Does this socks do whale calls? It's not a whale call. That's white noise. That's white noise. That's, the, that's, the white noise joke all, 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 always kills just it fake. always kills in the montage too, where you just see the action of it and you know what's happening. Just, you know, you know what Fraser doesn't do? Well, white calls or white noise. I Fraser must do white noise in one episode. No, like someone's got to call in and he just doesn't want to talk to them, so he goes. Well, I think there's an episode where Niles might be talking to Fraser in his actual psychiatry office, and he turns on a little white noise machine so people outside can't hear them. To go. Back to the Fraser, like the jokes, the the one that stuck out so much uh, in these. Grant and I brought like we're almost done with the first season of this rewatch, and the, the joke that stood out. It's like an episode like four or five, and Fraser has like Fraser bought like a, a painting, and he's having the artist over, and then it turns out the painting is a fake. That's such a good <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 he's talking about like uh, like uh, the guests aren't having fun, and and in, in a list he's like Eddie's eating the duck or whatever. And he says, like, the Pinot is stagey. And it's, <laughs> it, it, it's the funniest. It's, it's, it's just, like, I don't even know what that means. That's yeah. fucking funny. It's hilarious. It's very good. Yeah, it's a very smart comedy. That The season finale of that first season, too, drove the network execs crazy. They hated it. But they had to let him do it because they were such a successful show that first year. But they ne- always gave him shit afterwards. What happened in the finale? You're going to get there. It's I just a... It's a, it's a wow. t- Type of episode that <laughs> I can't you know, I don't want to spoil it, but the, of course, the big brass up top are like, "Stuff isn't happening." Shut up, you assholes! <laughs> is it is it like a taking of Pelham one two three with yes, Fraser as the call exactly man? Like that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Network executives hate the taking of Pelham one two three. It's why they remade it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Fra- and then another season's too. Frazier's gonna take a lot of risks. Frazier's gonna go on all kinds of crazy trips, and like mental states, and like examinations of flashback episodes, and like denying that certain things happened that we know we saw in earlier episodes. It's very a smart show that I'm glad tried to push what the sitcom medium is capable of when they had the power to do so. I wish more shows would take advantage of that. 264 episodes of Frasier. Yep, 24 episodes for 11 years. Ugh, and, that's uh, so yeah, good. David so Hype, good. it was nominated for Best Comedy every year. It won the first five. David Hype Pierce, Best Supporting Actor every year. Frasier every year but the first. Oh, sorry, but the fourth, because that was the year he was in rehab. Mm. What? Yeah, Frasier had to go in rehab for the second time. 
in the fourth season of Frasier. So there's a couple episodes where he's not even in it, and like Niles is like doing his radio show and stuff. Oh, <gasps> what? Yeah. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah, Frasier when he when he got cast on Cheers was living in his car. Oh my god. Uh, Kelsey Grammer is acting, an interesting guy. Yeah, make acting work. His mother, I'm sorry, his sister and his father were both murdered in separate incidents. Like just happened to get murdered. Wait, Kelsey sep- Grammer's parents? Kelsey's Grammer's oh father god. and sister were murdered at separate so he, he got over one finally, and then another one got murdered. And he's like, what the f-? And he's, you know, he got famous a little too quickly, and so he started going into drugs, and he started hanging around the wrong people, and they did a rehab during Cheers, but those bad influences were, like, still there, hanging around in the hospital rooms when he was getting better, and so it just wasn't able to stick, and it wasn't until 97, I guess, it would have been, where he finally kicked it for good, and he seems to be doing okay. God, Kelsey Grammer, you know, I don't know much of Knowing that and just knowing his, like, filmography, he rules. I'm sure I'm sure he has bad opinions and has done bad things and all that stuff, but you know what? I dig it. Good yeah. for Did him. Did you guys see him in Expendables 3? Is he... What? I'd watch. Yeah. Why is he in it? Well, he's like the, I don't know, the mentor in that movie to Sylvester Stallone. Makes sense. He's Beast, Grant. Of course he'd be a mentor. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like getting him weapons and stuff, and he's like, here's how you're going to take that Mel Gibson. And then Hashtag like, my beast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take that Nick Holt. <laughs> I like Nick Holt. Nick Holt's I don't fine. know who that is. He's the, the kid in oh. About a Boy. <laughs> oh, really? He's yeah. still acting? All right, good oh, he, he's, he's Beast. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, Nick Holt. Not Nick Holt my works. beast. I'm with Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't more wait to spend movies than I wanted to because Kelsey Grammer was in them. He's only in two. Yeah, that's more than I wanted to watch. <laughs> I mean, I get you watched one good one. They, I even watched the first one when it did come out, and I had wa- grown up watching the little cartoon. Yeah, that was not on cable after I got out of school, and I'm like, this, I don't want any of this. Hey guys, I was just curious what Kelsey Grammer was doing recently. Did you know? According to IMDb, this is wholly inaccurate. <laughs> the Frasier reboot premieres next monday yeah, <laughs> next yeah. monday what <laughs> someone I, someone update that that's for yeah, peacock well, his personal right? assistant has to get on that <laughs> yeah i need them to push it back as much as possible i I've, I've got to get on there i need to i mean i mean i want the new fraser reboot like right now but you know what if if, if pushing it gets pat scales yeah. anywhere near it i want it i want it's, pat who, on it do we know who the showrunner is no, like that's how all of this is way up in the air. It's just, it's basically Kelsey Grammer and maybe some producer calling up actors and seeing would you be interested if, and then maybe they'll go from there. It's really Kelsey Grammer needs work because if he does any shitty more any more shitty Netflix Christmas movies, he's is he in a lot of mind. shitty Netflix Christmas movies? He's in the one, and it was bad enough. I don't blame him. What movie? Father Christmas comes back or something. Oh, I vaguely. And the family's that. last name is Christmas, obviously. That's and they're good. British, and he's not British, and they get around that by saying he moved to America and has dropped his British accent to appear cool. I mean, if, if I know accent, one thing, it's cool that he's American. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer, also my favorite rendition of Scrooge, the CBS original musical movie. Excuse me, but... from like the early two thousands. Jason Alexander stars as Scrooge's dead business partner. Uh, Marley. Marley, uh, Jane Krakowski is the ghost of Christmas past. That's oh fun. God. I like that. Yeah, and you know they all sing some songs. This is pretty good. I have it on DVD. I randomly found it. 
I don't know, a hot topic or something? No, uh, what's the a hot one? topic? No, no, no. I... FYE, FYE. Okay. Yeah, uh, it wasn't FYE at the time, though. It was something else. I was going to say, I, I know for a fact hot topic didn't I know all the do. goth chicks love Scrooge. <laughs> By the way, I, I, I thought I saw it here. T- just to talk more, Frasier, um, the reboot is coming from Chris Harris of How I Met Your Mother and Joe Cristalli, who wrote a lot of Life in Pieces, which is a pretty all okay show. Like, I dig Life in Pieces. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, you know, I, I want, like, like, I don't know what Chris, like, and How I Met Your Mother. I liked it in the moment. I don't know how well it ages. Yeah, I don't need to go back. I got yeah. what I needed. I didn't hate the ending like most people. Neither I'm did I, no. a okay with it. I, I like these this conceit that your last season takes place in three days, that was also very interesting. The problem, the thing I worry about with the Frasier reboot is what made Frasier so successful was how different it was from its parent show. Mm -hmm. It was a very strong goal of theirs when they were making it, including the type of humor there. So if you're rebooting Frasier, I guess on the one hand we're expecting that same style of humor, but I I don't know if these showrunners could handle it, so then maybe you want it to be something different. I don't know how you do that and keep the old Frasier fans happy while engaging your like what 20 year olds want to see a 60 year old Kelsey Grammer in a reboot of a show they probably aren't watching well the only thing I can imagine like you do is you flip it where he's the dad character and like the the kids are like yuppies that could be interesting see that that is I I didn't think about that but I I wholly agree that for Pat that it's gonna be I'm excited for it well but it could even be reverse reverse where he I don't know his kids are super into sports or like they're doing all the Gen Z things that old people don't understand Frazier makes a TikTok. yeah <laughs> oh my god i mean i of course i want to see that yeah. he of makes course. like TikToks for people's mental health like you know like those main character moment TikToks. Yeah. Frazier accidentally <laughs> makes an only fans are you hearing this tv execs <laughs> some good writers here in this room the three of us let's go yes but but i am worried that like you know with no niles no roz no eddie no no dad character i'm forgetting his name at the moment john mahoney yes i guess his dad is martin and no daphne it's like we're really starting from scratch can we get lilith i mean you'll get i think you'll get all those people to show up but as as like regular do you think the ghost of john mahoney is gonna show up i'm okay if they can't recreate the same thing because to do that you sort of have to betray how fraser ended and i I'm very satisfied with the whole yeah. Frasier. So I think starting over is a smart thing to do. But that's why I'm saying you run into the trap of like you can't try to do the old thing. But if your new thing's too new, Frasier worked because he wasn't the main character of Cheers. So you could be a very different kind of show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we might come back expecting one thing, but the show wants to keep original and do a new vibe. And we're like, eh. And like that would be bad, but also probably useful for the longevity of the show if we could stick around and if networks weren't gun shy about canceling things after two episodes. There's there's so many. I mean, I, I, I know it's always like this, but there's so many bad sitcoms out there. Oh, yeah. The main thing that worries me is that there's so many sitcoms that the premises are good, and some of the jokes are okay, but the characters are so, <laughs> so unlikable, and it's just like, I'm just so worried that it's going to have the, it's going to be like, oh, I love Frasier. Frasier's still good. Oh, you get the good character come back. And they're going to surround him with just absolute dog shit. Like a Mr. Mayor level, like, supporting cast. Not 
I'm not talking about you, Bobby Moynihan. I'm we not love talking... you, Jaden. You're a star. You should have got that Emmy. Yeah, yeah. Outside of Bobby Moynihan in that show, doing literal Lord's work and and literal like some of the better comedy things I've seen in, in shows lately. It's it was just incredible how low that show could get, and I, and that's from like you know Peep, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock who've like done things. So I'm worried. But <coughs> as we wrap up the topic segment, and I just would like to like to read you from Grant's phone. <laughs> a text from Patrick Scahill. Quote, Nine team will be fine. Frasier could be good. And likely no other guest could fill that niche. But I've also been mulling around the <laughs> physics of space travel and ethics in regard to AI. So I'm still mulling things over. <laughs> well, when you brought up the boot, the, not boots. The, socks? The socks. I see how I got there, though. Yeah. <laughs> socks is a tender lover. I maybe want to go back to the ethics of AI because this is something I've been thinking about a lot. Is like if you make a sex robot, does like how do we know the robot's consenting? Like it's a robot sentient is really the question. Also, well, who's yeah, building so a who's building a sex like, robot yeah, with like AI? Like a mechanical dildo thing. It's like an you you've built a whatever ex machina type thing, and it's a sex robot too. That's that's its primary function. That's what you you program the AI to be ready for but like since it's programmed does that count as consent or is that a form of manipulation will the robot eventually develop a desire to not have sex and then like what do you do then if you bought it as a consumer like what are the ethics there how do we how do you how does the business then deal with that problem you really have been mulling this over <laughs> but but then the question of what are the ethics of you buying that ai robot i know in? like that's, that's, that's like, like it, does it become so, a slave at that point yeah so if even setting even forcing the robot to have an AI program for only sex, like the, the, that take away consent is now the business own, the manufacturer at fault, the designer. It's all a little creepy, but there's uh, there's something interesting. I like it also there, implies socks. <laughs> doesn't want to hear what Buzz has to say. Yeah, like, is it, like this, is Socks just doing it because it's his programming? But if Socks were to have a choice, would Socks be like, yeah, I'm, I'm gone. I it seems go like that is the case that he would leave because he leaves old Buzz. Yeah, that's true. He mm. likes the new Buzz better. Because he's technically working for Buzz still, but it's a different, it is a different, different person. I'm and uh, clearly that Buzz was not treating the cat very well. It's missing parts of its exoskeleton. I, I'm, I'm glad my flippant comment about Socks being a generous lover titillated that part of <laughs> Well, I was already thinking that, but that made it feel so germane. I was like, maybe I should just switch to that. But I don't know, I'm the Frasier guy. Like, you're not going to have another Frasier guy. You're not, genuinely. No, there is no one else. Pat, also, we just like giving know. you an outlet for something you like talking about. Yeah, I I watch, I've watched Frasier for the vast majority of my life at this. It's been 22 years. Like, Frasier is just... A, and I watch it... I've watched it five or six times through. I just finished watching it again. Like, it's, it just holds up. Yeah, you did a cheered watch, too. Weren't you looking just to did, watch yeah, Becker? I'm doing Becker right now. Did you end Becker's up getting the DVD? <laughs> yeah, so they had a box set. It's the worst designed box set. DVDs are, like, on top of each other and then, like, skewed leveling. So I have... Ooh, oh, my tough. God. The on top of each other they, is the worst. I have yeah. a few DVDs like that. I just... It, doesn't it boggles the mind but uh yeah the episode's still great it sometimes dimitri has the problem that you were talking about where not all the side characters are great but it's not like at their core they do have moments and they do have mm -hmm. bits that they do that do land but it's not all the time like it was in cheers so now the dance and surely <laughs> carrying the show and every now and then one of the other ones is a bright note around them no i gotta ask 
Grant made him out of this. I've been mulling over Becker since my like my pre college days. I've wanted, You've been mulling it over. I've been wanting to watch Becker for a while. Is it not streaming? Did you have to buy a box set? So like it was on Pluto TV. Oh fuck that! But like it was impossible to find on there, and it still had commercials. And then I like I'm like this is fucking annoying. So then I looked it up, and it was like ah a box set just released like four months ago, forty dollars. I was like great. Oh my, time. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like serendipity. And that's so 40 bucks for seven seasons? It's six seasons. But there's six. Well, the last season might be 13. But it's, it's, it's whatever. That's, that's fine. That's a it's good amount of show it. for 40 bucks. Yeah, that, like the Drew Carey show I'm a big fan of. And that has music rights issues, which is why it's not streaming anywhere. Mm-hmm. But like, they don't even air it on TV anymore because like, just nobody remembers it. But that was another show that took a lot of risks. That was that was at the top of its game for a period and like went wild and crazy with it and did like musical numbers and like alternate realities and at some point Drew became his own nephew after he died. Like it was it got really bizarre. He, he died? <laughs> yeah, he gets hit well, he gets hit by he gets hit by a bus and goes into a coma and then they pull the plug on him and as he's oh going God. up to heaven Yeah, as he's going up to heaven. Like Mimi and his brother and brother's baby is like going down. Oh my god! And like the baby's afraid to go because Drew says mean things about his mom. So Drew's like, "Okay, well I'll go down in your place for a little bit and I'll show you it's okay." That's insane. All the while, it's all still hilarious. And Ryan Styles and Daedric Bader are killing it. There's an episode where Mimi sends Drew to the Great Wall of China, and McDonald's is the one that rescues him. Like it's brilliant. <laughs> what the? Okay. Craig Ferguson is a treat. I love this. The first season takes a bit. To find itself, but then after that, it's like all off the rails. Like the Drew Carey show would just do random musical numbers in the middle of a thing. They even ended season two with like a Priscilla Queen of the Desert versus Rocky Horror Picture Show musical montage. Sometimes they would just open the show with like a random thing and then like they just go into the real show. Like they just did all these crazy things, and they, at the time, you didn't, home release wasn't a thing. And so they didn't know they had to secure those rights. And now there's way too many <laughs> to be. And just like there's like eight people in the world that want this box set. And it's <laughs> me and, and maybe you, Dimitri, and who knows. Uh, but Pat, so this podcast is like a hellscape. And for you to escape it, you have to answer me this question. Okay, I got you. What is Lightyear? Lightyear. Jeez. Lightyear is... Lightyear is a story of contradictions about movie studios that are not willing enough to take risks on new ideas, but we weirdly willing to take risks within ideas that don't need them. That's like so much more poetic than I expected. <laughs> Incredibly I expected poetic. you to flounder over like, it's a fictional movie made by a real studio in a fictional world, but was released in I, our real world. It just is... <laughs> I guess I am okay. I don't know. I can appreciate them trying to do a weird time travel movie. I just don't know why it had to be this movie and why Mm -hmm. you thought your audiences wanted that. It's very odd. So it's like it's the only place we can do things in like very safe properties where you alienate basically everybody. Like I just watched the the Monkees movie Head for the Jack Nicholson podcast and the Monkees was a TV show for like eight-year-olds. It's very similar to this. TV show eight-year-olds, but when they made the movie, it was this weird psychedelic, like, self-referential, like, it was a critique of all old Hollywood and ushering in the new Hollywood age. And so the adults who would have loved that don't want to go see a movie about a TV show for eight-year-olds, and the eight-year-olds have no idea what the hell's going on <laughs> in this movie because it's basically an acid trip. So 
like Lightyear's in kind of the same position. Like, what what, what was the thought? Exactly? I'm gonna have to check out that monkeys movie. I am a monkeys. That movie fan. is awesome. It's I I've watched that actually a number of times. I love it. All right, I think that was a great double-sized episode of Socks Talk. So it's on the show where we got to thank Alicia Hawthorne for gifting Buzz socks. We have to thank Izzy Hawthorne for saving socks from falling into space. We have to thank Buzz Lightyear for taking socks with him on his adventure. And we have to say, fuck you, Moore Morrison. How about you don't knock sauce off the counter? As we end every podcast, we say, we would like to wish our listeners a good day and good mental health. (laughs) 